to Strictly Baseball. I am Jacob Brown, joined by Rory Tedimer. This week, I didn't have to redo the first 10 minutes of the podcast because it sounded bad. This is going to sound good, I, I hope, uh, for the whole time this week. Um, but I, I, I just wanted to start the pod off with this. Uh, I was really happy with our top 10 catchers list last week. I listened back to it, um, and I was like, hey, the, I think the list came pretty well together. Um so I was happy with it. It got a good response from people. I know uh, the tweet got, uh, you know, nobody likes things on Twitter, but I love the view counts because it shows that people are looking at our lists and engaging with them on Twitter. So that's cool. Um, just like them a little bit more. I mean, come on. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but the, the question that I wanted to start off with, I told Rory five seconds before I started this podcast, I'm going to ask him a point blank question. Is Scott Rowland a Hall of Famer? Actually, as a Philly, you know, he did leave. He forced his way out of here. So, you know, I, I, it's a tough spot. I can't actually claim him as a Philly because he did. He forced his way out of the organization. And uh, I don't know if I say he's true and true a Hall of Famer based off what everything has happened in the past. You know, it's been very strict in the past. So I don't think he fits up to the past billing of a Hall of Famer. But I got to say, I'm happy that he got in. Because I think he opens the door for players uh, that are very good and, you know, wouldn't make it in the past to, you know, have have a shot. Um, and I, I am talking about – I'm talking about Jimmy Rollins coming up and I'm talking <laughs> yep. about Chase Utley next year as well. So he opens the door for them because Chase Utley Chase has had better stats. Um, yeah. So it does open the door. And you also got to say, let me ask you this. Roland – Forced his way out after 2005 season, and he went over, or maybe it was 2006. He left the Phillies with Placido Polanco or Pedro Feliz. Yuck. And uh, if he had stayed, would he have joined the greatest infield of all time with Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, and Chase Utley as well? Uh. Yeah, I mean, if that had, if that had stuck, that would have been one of the best infields of all time, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. I, I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree. So he actually opened the door for Jim Tomey to come to Philly, who then actually blocked Howard for an extra year. Uh, so, so it's a pretty interesting wow. thing. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know, I I think. Uh, if anyone's on the fence about it, I think if anything were to convince you, it wouldn't be me. Uh, it would be uh, Brian Kenny on MLB Network. He did a great breakdown of it. Uh, on their, you can go find it on their YouTube channel. But he he kind of alluded to. I mean, in terms of, there's a stat called fielding runs saved. It's not like DRS or anything like that. It's just like a number, like an actual like number uh, that they. Ca- I don't know how it is. I just he referenced this. He's the third best defensive third baseman of all time behind Brooks Robinson and Adrian Beltre. So, you know, I see that. I'm like, okay. Then I see he's number nine all time in war at third base. I'm not a war guy, but I have to respect it when it's on such a spectrum like that, when it's you're comparing it to the best ever and he's number nine. That still means something, uh, even if I don't like war that much. Uh, but, you know, the the counting stats, the home runs, the RBIs, the hits, 
uh, that it's not there for him, just like uh, Jimmy Rollins, right? Like you look at a Jimmy Rollins, the 264, the, you know, the blah, blah, blah. Some of these numbers aren't there. But when you compare him to his position, to what the position was at the time, to his defensive value, you can get there. Maybe not the first time he's on the ballot, the second, the third, the fourth. But I think eventually in the 10-year tenure of Rollins being on the Hall of Fame ballot, he's going to find his way on. Um, and Utley, I was looking at this morning, no doubt. Um, I think some people have tweeted out, you know, he, he might not get in the first time. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero didn't get in the first time. So if he doesn't get in the first time, it's not like it's some sort of injustice. Um, but he had barely less home runs than Joe Morgan in five or six less seasons. So that's significant right there. Uh, and Joe Morgan is is Joe Morgan. Uh, so I think Utley definitely gets in. Rollins, though, I think will take time. And Roland took time. Yeah. No, Rollins definitely has a climb. But, I mean, yeah, just advancing looking at next year. You're looking at Adrian Beltre as a first ballot. Yeah. Um, and then you got Utley, who will, I think, swing in there, but I don't think he's going to make it either. Um, and then Joe Maurer. I'd, he, people could say that he – could be a first ballot. I don't see it as first ballot. I think he should be. He was great at like a position that, I mean, when's the next time you're going to see a catcher that's MVP? I mean, I don't know if you can. Yeah. Um, you so- know, I, yeah, I think the biggest snub this year was Billy Wagner. That he is, him and Mo are one and two and everything in relief pitcher stats. It's, it's not, the one okay. thing that Wagner doesn't have is the, dominance in the postseason it's 14 innings in the postseason or 14 appearances uh one of the two with a 10 plus era and we know what mo is in the postseason uh so but and then this was interesting i i saw andrew joe i don't know if you've seen this andrew jones compare with mike trout in their age 19 to 30 seasons you got to listen to this this astounded me hits andrew jones leads 1683 to 1543. So that's a lot. Uh, Run scored trout leads by seven. Uh, Total bases. Andrew Jones has 3185. Trout 2991. Home runs. Andrew Jones 368. Mike Trout 350. RBIs. Andrew Jones 1117. Trout 896. Extra base hits, 732 Jones, 697 Trout. This is the big one. D-War, which is defensive war, 26.6 for Jones, 2.4 for Trout. Wow. So we talk about peaks a lot. Not to mention, Jones also had an MVP and a World Series championship. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't around for Andrew Jones as much. When was his last year? Well... I remember him well from the 2010 Yankees. That's when he was a vet, like tail end of the career, getting those one year spring training invite, you know, going to DH for the 2010 Yankee deals. So that's what I, so I, I never thought of him as a hall of famer, but he retired around then like 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Side, sidebar. I saw the funniest tweet today. Uh, I saw Arizona Diamondbacks bolster bolster their bullpen. Sign Yuri's Familia to a minor league team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started dying laughing. Uh, no way. A guy, a guy that got DFA'd twice last year. <laughs> this is why in Arizona. Jeez. 
That's gross. Wow. Yeah, no. But yeah, there's some compelling Hall of Fame stuff. And then Todd Helton barely missed. I don't I don't I would not put him in. Todd Helton to me, Coors Field, that that you know, Larry Walker got in, so you know, that clears the way for for Todd Helton, but I think that uh he's gonna get in. I just don't I, I'm not too fond of it. Wow. He's not you don't have him going in. Interesting. I'll go back, I'll roll back to Scott Rowland. Um if I had him on my team right now, it's not like if he was on the Phillies right now, what 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 would he be ranked? He's not one. Is he the second best offensive player they have? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He's just not one over Harper. That's guaranteed. Is he's he probably better? he's probably Trey Turner about. Is he better than Turner or or in in his best years he was around Trey Turner like, but but. Trey Turner with the average has been better. Like yeah. they, the very his peak in his ten year yeah. peak, his weighted drunk created plus was one thirty, which we've seen on our top tens this year. Guys better with than one thirty. Yeah. No, for so. sure. And the difference between him and Trey Turner is the defense. Um, yeah. But it's not like it's not like he's like a star. What about what about you put him on the Cardinals right now? Is he is he better than Goldschmidt and Arenado? Well, does he play over Arenado is the question. <laughs> I mean, is he gonna play over Arenado? Right. Who I also like, I've never seen Arenado. When I watch Arenado, I am not like amazed. I just see him always making errors whenever I'm actually watching a game with him in. I see all the highlights when I'm not watching him. Yeah. But whenever I'm like in a game against Arenado, I see him always fail. Obviously he's done done some stuff, so um, He's putting together a Hall of Fame career with this it, yeah. precedent. Put it together again, but I mean, you just went back to the Rockies. I mean, how much are those numbers boosted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but this year in St. Louis was the first time you could go. He's done it somewhere else, like legit, legit year. Um, uh, he's going to be contested by Key Brian Hayes this year for that Gold Glove, which yeah. is not time because there's no one, there's no one even close like in the in the NL that has good like defensive third baseman skills. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Cab- should be tested. Yeah, and Cabrian Hayes, DRS and OAA, he leads, uh, which is crazy. All right, so we're gonna get into our top ten first baseman uh, right now on the rankum list for top ten first base. Remember, top ten catchers. <laughs> number one was JT Real Muto from the Philadelphia Phillies, and if you want to find out how we calculate all this stuff, go back to the last podcast. Uh, the first 10 minutes or so, maybe a little less, uh, I was explaining how the whole thing works. So we're going to get right into it here. I'm going to do it because it's one of my guys. It's the first one of my guys on a list. Uh, at number 10 from the New York Yankees, it's Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo last season, uh, I, I kind of joked about him on the last podcast. I said, I used him as an example for Weighted Drunk Creative Plus. I said, He's a guy where you say, oh, Anthony Rizzo, oh, he only had 32 home runs because he plays in Yankee Stadium. Well, the park-adjusted stat, 132 weighted drunk created plus, he's better than a lot of people. He's better than Reese Hoskins, who played in Philadelphia. He's better than Christian Walker. He's better than Jose uh, – excuse me, not Jose Bray. He's better than Matt Olson this year. He's the exact same weighted drunk created plus as Vladimir Guerrero Jr., so Anthony Rizzo with a 224 batting average was able to put together a really solid year. He missed some time, 130 games. 
Uh, he was also one of the top players in baseball that got, uh, I'll just say, he got fucked over by the shift. Uh, he was one of the top players that got fucked over. So uh, when that is removed, he'll be able to hit ground ball base hits to right field again. And if that batting average, I mean, this is no exaggeration to me. He could be a 250 hitter or above next year. I mean, easy with these shifts going away. Um, Rizzo's a solid player, World Series champ. He is a negative defender, though. Um, but defensive stats are shaky for first baseman because positioning is a little wonky on how they value it. And obviously range is not as big of a factor at first base. So OAA isn't as valuable, but Rizzo first guy on the list at number 10. Yeah, no. And I, I agree with him there as well. Um, six and a half was his point plus the it. Um, and that's coming from the world series with the Cubs Just making sure. That, and he was uh, the best playoff hitter for the Yankees again. So to me, he proved again, like clutch situations, you want him up at the plate. He'll choke up for you. He's a baseball player. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree there. Uh, just had to make sure that was that was where it was coming from. Um, yeah. Good all-around player. I'd still say he's top 10. Um, and I actually wanted him for the Phillies at one point when I was uh, pissed off at Hoskins losing us the World Series. But. Neither here nor there. Um, I do think Hoskins should be on the list. I don't know if I'd put him above Rizzo, but I'd probably have him at least at 10. Um, and there's a person coming up where we can – I'd put him over. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree with Rizzo. And, uh, you know, we'll go to number nine here. Uh, I'll take nine just because it's all around my neck. Um, oh. low. Uh, Texas Rangers coming in with an eight, so one and a half points more than uh, Anthony Rizzo, still below the mean. Uh, for 2022, which was 10.6. Um, Nathaniel Lowe's a guy that, if he was on the Yankees, he would be higher. <laughs> like, I think he's getting killed because he's on the Rangers, and no one, no one cares. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a, if he was on, not even the Yankees. I was the Yankees, the most popular team. If he was on, I think if he was even on like the. The Cardinals or the Braves, yeah, maybe one of the big ones. Yeah, I couldn't say if he was on Guardians, whatever. If they're in first place, winning. If he was on the Rays, I still don't think he'd be noticeable. Funny thing is, he was a Ray. He was traded from the Rays. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep, he's uh, believe his brother could be wrong about the brother thing, but Josh Lowe, who's in the Rays system, I believe is his brother, and then they have Brandon Lau. And they're all spelled the same. So at one time they had all three in the system. Yeah. Well, either way, I mean, twenty twenty two, fantastic. Three oh two batting average, twenty seven bombs, three fifty eight OBP, uh, one forty three uh, runs created plus. Right, it's re- it's good. The, the DRS is sickening. Um, yeah. The fact that he has a lower DRS than Reese Hoskins is shocking. But uh. And he's young. Yeah. No, he is young. That's like you think there would be range and ability from a younger guy. That's what I'm trying to allude to. Yeah, he's got some weird swag to him. Like he's wearing, always wearing like a turtleneck. Yeah, turtleneck swag, Nathaniel Lowe. No, but the other thing I love about him is uh, he's one of the best lefties against lefties. So he doesn't get neutralized. Whereas even Rizzo, he has problems sometimes. Uh, sometimes with lefties. There there was one year where Rizzo had a higher batting average against lefties because uh, he was just able to go the other way. But 
Yeah, so no, Nathaniel Lowe, I'm glad you brought up the defense because the offense is better than most guys on this list. His OPS is higher. His OPS was 851, um, but the defense was horrid. So, I mean, that's that's really bad defense. I think that's that's what's limiting him. Let's look for him uh, this upcoming year. Now, number eight, from the Seattle Mariners with eight points is Ty France. Ty France was an all-star this season. And uh, he's a guy that hits for average. He has some power, not much. He's not going to go in and hit 25 home runs, but he's gonna, he can hit home runs. He had 20 of them. Uh, so I say he's not going to hit 25. He hits 20, right? That's, that's good power. 84 RBIs, good production, 340 OBP. Okay, that's decently high. The 276 average, it's not low. So he, he doesn't do anything badly. That's a good amount of home runs. That's a good amount of RBIs. He's basically JT Real Muto. If you want to compare the bat, he's JT Real Muto from this season, uh, except Real Muto is a little bit better. Um, How many bags does France have? Well, that's true, right? <laughs> he doesn't have the, the bag value <laughs> but uh, or the defensive value. But in terms of the bat. Or the sack value. As in the, the sack value? Yeah, no, he, don't, he doesn't have one. As in the ball sack. <laughs> Yeah, no sack value. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, there's the logic on that. That's how he gets the eight points. Average points, home run points, RBI, OBP, hits on the on the wage run created plus and the OPS. So um, solid year. And he gets the point for the year before because he hit 291 with 18 bombs two years in a row of high average, good power, good production, good OBP. Decent player. Yeah, no, and uh, this is the guy that I don't agree with. Um, he's a good player, and he's a good player for a franchise that needs needs a player like that uh, that you don't have. It's not like a big name. You don't have to spend a lot of money to go get him. Um, so I agree there, and, you know, he is a great player, uh, and I think he's beating Reese Hoskins because of the average. Um, right? That's, that's where he gets it, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, because Hoskins fell because of that, and, and – uh... No defense. Yeah. And Hos- I mean, Hoskins actually 240, 250 hitter. That's absolutely sickening. Uh, the homer, the homers are there for Hoskins a little bit more than Ty France. But I do have Hoskins in the top 10, uh, and I f- do not have France. I'm not disagreeing that he could be there, um, but I just don't have him in mind. And by the way, you know, uh, you know, Rory, you did spoil it. I mean, Hoskins not on the list for this list. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Rory just can't take it so much. He's just already saying it. Hoskins is better. I told yeah, I mean, I told you at the like bottom, Hoskins should be there because I'd have Hoskins at the bottom. Uh, I, I agree with you. I'm one of Reese Hoskins' biggest haters. I, I think he stinks sometimes, and I think he lost the World Series for the Bills. Well, um, you know what? I, this actually, I'm so glad you said that because the reason why I did not give him an it factor point is because of you. Good. Good, because he, he did not sack up. Again, he also <laughs> he had clutch homers in the playoffs. Come on. Six bombs to get there. But show me show me an at-bat where he got a single. <laughs> you can't. He has no oh, at-bat. Oh, my God. Besides a home run. He has nothing. He did nothing to get on base besides hit a home run. Uh, oh. And they were clutch. They were very, very clutch. Um, but other than that, he was home runner bust. So he was swinging for the fences. And uh, he created a lot of great moments. 
there's probably nothing better. I mean, obviously, besides Bryce Harper's home run to send us the World Series, nothing better than his the first home run against Spencer Strider to put us up like six nothing mm. uh, or four nothing. And they're not there. That's one's going to be played with forever because that Homer just had the Philly crowd rocking. Um, but he probably deserves to be top 10. And that's where I'd put him over. I'd put him over Ty France. I don't know if I'd put him eight, but I'd put him in over France. Yeah. I mean, for me and my personal list, I mean, he's on mine. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I'm just messing around with you, but like, He's he's in like I think for me and uh, I don't personally have Ty France on my list. So I respect what France has done. I, I completely agree with you. I think when you're looking at a first baseman, you're looking for the power. And and that's what I, I just value out of the position. And I understand that this point system that I created, you know, but it it, it puts value on the on the total package and uh and from a defensive standpoint, too, France is better. So respect. I mean, respect to two good seasons in a row, hitting in the middle of, of a Mariners lineup. I mean, that's really good for him, uh, number eight on the list. Number seven, have, receiving nine points from the Atlanta Braves, Matt Olson. I think you're I, – I don't know what you value him as. Uh, you saw him for the first time, really, primarily this season a lot. He was – out in Oakland, it's not like you're seeing him as a Phillies fan. Not like I really saw much of him as a Yankee fan. We play them twice a year. But this year, he comes to the Braves. And I got to be honest, out of everyone that made this list, he had the worst offensive season. Really? He did. Um, 34 home runs, 103 RBIs. That's all well and good. But he hit 240. His OBP was 325. The way to drunk created plus is the lowest on the list at 120. Uh, 802 OPS. This is following a tremendous season of a 911 OPS, the DRS of six, 39 and 111 with Oakland elite. Um, but what, what I've seen out of him is he's kind of, and a lot of players are like this every other year. Uh, 19 was great. 2020, 60 games, not great at all. 21, fantastic. 22, new team, new scene goes down, but in a better lineup, so I don't excuse it, and he goes down. So Olsen's a curious case. He gets the benefit of the doubt point, though. He gets that point extra to get to the nine because of his 2021 being so elite. Yeah, and uh, it's a guy that I'm actually shocked to see that he's also a 240 hitter. But someone that I was not entirely scared of. When he came well, yeah, he had 271 in 21. Yeah, I mean, so... Not wasn't entirely scared of him. I knew he could do damage, and obviously he can hit the long ball, 34 bombs. Um, in the case of him versus Freddie Freeman, the Braves are still taking Freddie Freeman. So, I mean, they got a decent complimentary piece. Um, I would probably not have him behind the two that are ahead of him right now, and we'll get to them. Um, possible, but I don't think so. Uh so I'm interested. I'm I'm very intrigued by the fact that he hit 240. I did not know that. But when do you factor in the fact that he did play all 162? Mm. I mean that's that's also needed. Because how many how many did Reese Hoskins play? 156. Um, playing 162, maybe that was helped out by the DH, and he just DHs when he wants to. <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point because he played all 60 in 2020. Played 156 and 21, 162 and 22. So durability is not a question 
with yeah. uh, with Matt Olson. That's a good point. Um, I have him higher as well. So I think seven is not kind to him. Um, he's at seven. So uh, next one on the list. This is going to surprise people. He did not make MLB Network's list. He, he makes my personal list, but lower from the Arizona Diamondbacks coming with nine and a half points. Christian Walker. Now, let me let me tell you about his season. He had a better offensive season, only slightly, than Matt Olson. He was right there with Reese Hoskins. Same way to drunk created, plus slightly higher Woba. He's right there with Hoskins, right there with Anthony Rizzo, a little bit worse than Rizzo. Um, so his full year, 36 bombs, 94 ribbies, low average of 242. But this is what got him five points. His DRS is 17, OAA 14. That's absurd. I mean, no one's even in the in the uh in the double digits now that I'm looking on on my personal list. Nobody's in the double digits at first base. Who won who won first base gold glove? Goldie, I think. Goldie did with a two DRS? I believe so. Ugh. I'm gonna look it up. It could have been Olsen too, with a six. Five. Oh. Yeah, dude, dude, that is. I mean, yeah, no, that's exactly what that was the outlier I saw. Um, Christian Walker, I mean, seventeen DRS, that's nuts, and obviously broke out this year because before that, ten bombs and in twenty twenty one, that's massively disappointing because he got seven in twenty twenty, <laughs> and that obviously yeah. was like fifty seven games versus ten in one hundred fifteen. Uh, so that's that's where you know he kind of slipped off but obviously great year this year 36 bombs 94 rbis um oh no no walker did win the gold glove okay all right then it's justified but um i still so i would have him behind olsen on mine for sure and i'd also have the next person behind him as well um but i i don't i don't disagree with him being on the list and the fact that you know he should be you know even better this year hopefully I think he's absolutely, yeah, like I, I think he's absolutely top 10. And the fact that he wasn't on MLB Networks is like, what? Yeah. Like, what are you valuing? If he's the best defensive first baseman with 36 home runs, how does he not get on? That needs to be noticed. Um, so I'm, I'm, this system may have overvalued it for sure, but great season and kudos to him. All right. So if you heard a really, Annoying interruption in the middle of this podcast. It is because my power just went out in my house. We're recording this off a personal hotspot now. We'll see how long this lasts, Rory. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do. We've done a pot out of a car before. Yeah, no, I mean, we've been we've been through the ringer. And, I mean, you coming right back. All of a sudden, I was getting a phone call from you while I was still talking. Uh, and, you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is. But we're back, and, you know, we'll just go through it a little quicker now. Um, I'll, I'll take where I was talking i don't know if you had anything else to say but um jose abreu would be lower on my list than matt olsen i'd have him at six uh probably walker at seven and olsen at five um that's where i would probably have that lined up if i was going to do it maybe i'd even have walker lower but uh olsen i would say of both of them but abreu i mean 304 50 bombs going down slightly uh, he's going to go to a team now with some high expectations. I mean, he had a very good very good 2021 uh, and 2020, obviously, where he won the MVP. Um, yeah. And, of course, uh, so that's where he, that's, that's where he gets the, uh, the it factor. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
won the MVP in 2020. I forget that him and Freeman won it at that point. Uh, but, you know, I do have him. He's a very good player. Um, getting older, I'm shocked that the the White Sox, you know, kind of did that. But, uh, again, I guess they don't pay anyone. They only pay Andrew Benatendi. So, um, shocking. <laughs> but either way, Astros you know, reload with someone even better than Luis Gurriel. But very good player and, you know, deserving – Deservedly so on the top ten first baseman. Yeah, no, I think for sure, and and uh, I'm presuming you said he was at number five too. Uh, but yeah, he he is uh, he's solid. You said the MVP. He hits 300. He drives in runs. He's clutch. He's a vet. He's and he's only going to get better. I think on this team with this roster. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see him in that Astro lineup. Number four, and this so- is where we get. to where does Abreu bat in that roster? So to me, I would put him in the two. Uh, I, all these mock lineups are are ridiculous to me. They have Jeremy Pena still hitting second. His OBP was 300. His playoffs was amazing. He is not hitting over Jose Abreu. It's not happening. Um, I think Pena ends up hitting seventh, uh, and Brantley probably hits sixth. Um, you got to remember how deep this lineup is. I mean, you've got uh, Tucker... Uh, uh, Jordan, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, and Abreu that are all better hitters and have had better careers than Jeremy Pena. And, and most of these lineups have Pena hitting second. I think it's absurd. Um, I hate the Astros. <laughs> that lineup yeah. is snack. No, it is. It really is. But uh, all right, let's move into the top four now. From the New York Mets, it's Pete Alonzo. With 10 points on the list, I think it's easy to guess where that came from. He had 40 bombs, drove in 131. It's about as much as you could do with the 271 average, with the good OBP, OPS almost at 900, but he is a negative defender. Uh, also one of the highest weighted drunk creative pluses on this list, uh, the third highest um, on the list. So Pete Alonzo, he's great, but I know you're about to diss him in about 10 seconds. Yeah, no, I mean, I hate the guy. Just through and through. <laughs> not, do not like looking at him. Don't like watching him hit. Don't like watching his mannerisms. Hate him. I, I'd, I'd have him at four, though. I mean, I would have him there. I wouldn't have him at oh. Um, And I hate that my four and five are two enemies. Um, but, I mean, they deserve it. I mean, so Braves, Matt Olson, and then Alonzo, Mets. I'd have them right next to each other. Um, but Alonzo, you know, he is good. And actually, I had him my his rookie season on my fantasy team um 53 bombs so uh, wow he's definitely he hasn't like matched up to you know that home run potential and actually playing in the same amount of games this year uh actually won less um than that 2019 season so he's he's definitely gone down in like expectations but obviously 131 rbis that's kind of nuts <laughs> um, oh absolutely yeah and so i mean he's 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 good I'm shocked that he's a worse defender than Reese Hoskins, but you know it makes sense because he's a loser and his mannerisms are <laughs> the worst. So um, <laughs> he's just uh, I All hate right. I hate how he takes the uh, home run derby so seriously. But, uh, hey, that that's going to be the harshest judgment of any player we have at number four on any of these lists. I, I think. Even then, I was still like, I have him there. No, I know, I know, I know. But he he had a great year, a uh, good player, but no it factor. I'm not. We're not going there. We're not going there with Pete. Yeah. Um, 
And we didn't go that way either with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Gets third place on this list. Gets the point from last year. He finished with 10.5 points on this list. Uh, went down in production. That's why I added that he gets the point from last year because he goes from 311, 48 home runs, 111 RBIs to 274, 32 home runs, 97 RBIs to uh, who is your easiest team to play against in 2021, excuse me, two. And he says the Yankees, even though they went under 500 against them, and that's the most whack thing I've ever heard in my life, but uh, no it factor. And that's why he's number three. Yeah, I mean, but you're also got to love to see it. 161 and 160. Again, you know, I'm now seeing yeah. probably helped by the fact that, you know, the DH is there. So um, he doesn't have to play first base every single day. So uh, a guy that probably would be MVP if there wasn't a Shohei Otani or Aaron Judge. Um, you know, he's done a lot, try, chasing triple crowns all the time. Um he, he's had some great seasons, and he's done it for the Blue Jays in the regular season. But I got to tell you, I think the Blue Jays are still super overrated. Um, can't do it in the playoffs. I mean, it's just – it's sad. So uh, I'm glad he didn't put the it factor for him. Obviously, some great things ahead for one of the younger stars in the MLB. But um, I'd have him rightfully at three and behind these next two. And he's going to be on these lists for a long time. And that's one, that's one of the things that's crazy about some of these guys. Alonzo, rest of his career, Olsen. These are guys that every single year they're going to be there. Rizzo's been here forever. Um, yeah. So it's crazy. But uh, number two from the Los Angeles Dodgers with 16 and a half points. So the difference between Vladdy and Freddie Freeman is that much. Uh, Freeman also gets the it factor. I think the, the reasons are clear. He, he is usually at number one on this list. He finishes 325, 21 bombs, 100 RBIs, 407 on base, uh, 393 Woba. That's in the upper, upper echelon, 918 OPS as well. Uh, and again, the games plays 158, 60, 159, 159. Yeah, no, former enemy, but I never hated him. Uh, just a great guy. Um, you know, that just couldn't get it done with the Braves, and I'm happy for it. Send him to Los Angeles. Uh, and if you asked me last year, I'd have him at one. But I don't. I don't anymore. He's rightfully two. Um, still a 325 hitter, getting just over 20 home runs, uh, which is shocking. I think he needs to, you know, kind of pop that power up a little bit, coming off of 30 home run seasons in 2021 and 2019. Yeah, but – uh, the thing I would argue against that he had 10 less home runs, but the OPS went from 896 to 918. Yeah. I mean, he also had a hundred RBIs. So, um, yeah. I'd say how much can you really say again? It's also on a great team though. I mean, so he's yeah. a hot runners always in scoring position and, uh, you know, it's increasing from that. What are the dimension differences from, uh, Atlanta and Los Angeles? It's like you get more doubles or whatever. It's a good question. I'd be interested. Yeah. It'd be very interested in that. Either way, you know, the the defense being negative is shocking because I never thought he was a terrible defender. Um, but I, I have him at two. I rightfully have him at two, and he's a great guy. Okay. And, All right. The next guy is also a good guy. So. Yeah, no. The, the Again, Goldie, uh, number one on our list with 19 from the St. Louis Cardinals. 
gets the it factor because of this year and other year. I mean, every year he is here doing it. But this is his best year, I think. I mean, one of them, 981 OPS, 177 weighted drunk created plus. So remember we started this list with Anthony Rizzo that had a 132. Christian Walker on this list has a 122. Matt Olson has a 120. And Paul Goldschmidt, 177. Amazing year. 317 average, 35 bombs, 115 RBIs with a 404 OBP. His WOBE is 419. Uh, and per, for perspective, out of all these players that we've done so far, of the 20 players, he's the first one with a WOBA over 400, first one with a WOBA over 150, uh, other than Freddie Freeman. So it's put into perspective. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Him, Jordan, and Judge, best three offensive seasons of the year. Him, Jordan, and Judge, best three off seasons. No, I mean, it was pretty much a landslide MVP since like July, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone was competing with him after the All Star break. Uh, great guy, like I said, you know, and he's and he really made it happen. Three seventeen with thirty five bombs and one hundred fifteen RBIs for a team that needed it. I mean, the Cardinals are are nothing without him. I think he did not show up in the playoffs, and I'm he did not get the it factor, right? Or no, I did from the MVP. Yeah. Uh, he did from that, and the fact that he's been amazing for—he's yeah. on a Hall of Fame track record. Yeah, just just show me something, something when it matters, right? Um, granted, first time, first time in the playoffs, maybe. Or is it? Oh well, yeah, uh, he made it with Arizona. Did he? Yeah. Okay, that's a much harder team to win with, regardless. Um, so I, it's. It is there, and you know I definitely think he's number one. I'd have him at number one, uh, and he's he's a very good player. So uh, I would agree with him, Freeman, Guerrero. I, the top four I'd agree with that actually ended up being there. Yeah, me too. Me too. And a nineteen over over the next closest sixteen and a half is uh, again you gotta love to see it. It's crazy. What a year for Paul Goldschmidt. Back, you know, being better at an older age. Uh, than the year before. I mean, the year before was still 294, 31 home runs, 99 RBIs. You know he's going to give you that. It's pretty incredible and a great year for him. And uh, that's our top 10. But my personal top 10 that, uh, that, I, that I have, I have Nathaniel Lowe at 10. I have Hoskins at 9. Christian Walker at 8. I have Rizzo at 7. That might be my uh, personal bias. Jose Abreu at 6. Matt Olson at five. I just think he rebounds this year. Uh, Pete Alonso at four. Vlad at three. Freeman two. And and Goldschmidt one. Uh, I, I just have, I think Olson has to be top five because he's going to come closer to what 21 was. Abreu's getting older. That was my logic there. Rizzo I put over Walker because it's Anthony Rizzo. Um, and Hoskins is in there because of what he did uh, to me in the postseason. Now, who just missed this list uh, is a good question as well. One of them being, of course, Hoskins. Josh Bell, now of the Cleveland Guardians, was a just missed on this list. CJ Crone, Colorado. Uh, the way to drunk created plus shows the Colorado benefits Crone. And uh, Ryan Mountcastle missed the list. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think I'd have any of those close besides Hoskins. Um, Bell, absolutely terrifying. 
<laughs> one of the scariest players I think I I was afraid of in the postseason. Because um, I know just one swing of the bat, he could change the game. Uh, but I wouldn't have him top 10. I think, what was he, probably top 10 two years ago? Yeah, yeah like when he had his amazing year. Yeah. Yeah. Again, he's a guy that starts off hot, and then he just cools down. Exactly. You know, great first half and always cooled down in the second. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't even consider Corona in Mountcastle. Yeah. No, it's – it's uh, this was one of the harder ones. This is one of the best positions that we're going to do. It's a uh, absolutely stacked – you could say that you've got Goldschmidt, Freeman. I don't know. I haven't looked hard enough at Jose Abreu, but potentially – three Hall of Famers on this list right now. Um, and that's crazy. What's so, next for us? Is it second base? Yeah. We're going to go with the actual number of the position, like three, four. The fifth one will be third base. We'll do six, one shortstop. We'll, we'll do the baseball numbers. You'll like this. Rays, Rays signed Jeffrey Springs four years, 31 mil. Oh, yeah, baby. That's a Rays contract. If Steve Cashin were here, he would be absolutely celebrating. Um, I did text him the other day. Last thing I'll say, uh, he he should be on the next one, but uh, he did. He texted me about uh, the Rays. One of their executives going into the offseason. I think this is a great way to end the pod, actually, because I see the Rays just going down finally this season. Maybe I'll regret this and making fun of them, but their executive said, the, you know, we can't improve the lineup if we stand pat and do nothing. And they've done nothing. And I find I find it just really funny. Steve's upset about it. Um, but that's the Rays MO. They don't do anything. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh I could definitely see them going down. I could definitely see them going down. I'm vomiting, by the way, looking at this second baseman list that we got coming up. Um and I know don't MLB spoil. Network I know MLB Network just did theirs, so I'm trying to see if they have a certain player. Well, what's ridiculous about them is that they do zero adjust. They must pre-record these weeks ago because they have Chisholm on there. I know that already, and uh, Chisholm's in center field now. So I I adjusted with the trade, and Luis Arise is a second baseman for us for the Marlins. Yeah. Okay, so they do not. You. You. Their list is also gross. Okay. Second base is um, one of the weaker ones. It's a bad position. Yeah. Second and center field are bad. And it loses Gene Zagura. So, um, yes. He would have been on. He would have been on. No, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, he'd be. Don't spoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Yeah, no. All righty. Yeah, no. By the way, uh, go birds. Oh, man. I had to say that for you. Jacob, very kind Giants fan, tapped out at 21, uh, nothing. Uh, just very dude. kind. Yeah. Dude, he okay. tapped out nothing. Uh, let me hear your thoughts for the NFC Championship first. Yeah, well, actually, uh, CJ and I just recorded Strictly Sports today. I think I'm dropping this and that on the same day, maybe Strictly Sports Day before. But uh, we were just talking about this. He picked San Francisco. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't say anything about you. You know, he doesn't know who you are or anything. But uh, I was just like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I I sided with the Philadelphia Eagles. I said, you know, I just think that they're probably going to win. They have everything in on this year. I think it comes down to the quarterback, the field that they're going to, um, and the fact that, you know, this. but, but CJ's logic was that Philly's going to be facing 
the best defense that they've faced all season uh, and compared to their light schedule, that's a very fair point. Um, so what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, and they're also going to be facing the best defense they've played all season. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, 0-4 in conference championships. No rookie quarterback has ever gone on to a Super Bowl. Um, there's no shot in goddamn hell that Brock Purdy's walking into Philadelphia uh, as a last-round pick and beating us. I will say, they match up the best against the Eagles. Um, they're the best defense that we'll have to play. Um, so if we get to the Super Bowl, look for a shootout because I know our defense may not hang up. Um, either way, I think the Eagles obviously going to come out. I'm biased, but <laughs> Brock Purdy's no, no shot. He walks in and beats us. So it would be it'd be Jalen Hurts losing. Yeah, I mean, I think the extent of Brock Purdy is beaten deck, and that's beautiful. At least we can be harmonious in the fact that the Cowboys once again have choked. That was just, it was so nice. And then seeing, uh, I said this on Strictly Sports too, but Stephen A and the way he trolled Michael Irvin on first, it was just glorious. It was fantastic. Uh, he comes out with the cigar and the cowboy hat and the the whole shebang. It's hilarious. But uh, he, he also said... And Skip Bayless oh, yeah. always being miserable, too, on Twitter. I, I love it. But, uh, yeah. by the way, Gardner Minshew put up 35 against the same Dallas defense that uh, Brock Purdy put up 19 against. So, that's all I got to say. Another good point, dude. I think the Eagles are going to win. And I think the uh, – I said this, too. If Mahomes is not limping, the Chiefs win. If he is, the Bengals win. It's as simple as that. I, there, I think there's a lot of hype into Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's fantastic. I think he's everything that everyone says. But Mahomes has to win eventually against Burrow if he's fully healthy. It's got to happen. And he's at home again. So we'll see. Um, But, yeah, that'll do it for this Strictly Baseball. My laptop is about five seconds away from dying. uh, And who knows how long this hotspot works. But uh, thank God it lasted for this podcast. We got the list out. I'm going to rush the ending here. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P. On Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. You can listen to this podcast on any podcast platform. You can follow Rory on Twitter as well at rtedimer9. Thank you, Rory, for being on, and we will see you guys next week for Top 10 Second Base. Check out Strictly Sports as well.